In this episode, Sam Bell and I debate the pros and cons of webinar funnels. It's a pretty heated discussion. I think you'll enjoy it. Plus, Sam talks about how he does AI fingerprint tracking for all his clients spending 30 to 50K a month. He's the king of paid media when it comes to coaching and consulting. Enjoy the episode. The webinar and and actually and actually do it. And I suggest people when they're first starting, if you're just beginning and you do not have data to support it, I don't recommend you spend fifty thousand dollars a month. Um, and I recommend that before you go to automated webinar, you actually do it live um, for several reasons. listening to the Rich Ad Poor Ad podcast, where we break down the financial principles that rich advertisers are deploying today to turn advertising into profit and get tons of traffic to their websites without killing their cash. These advertisers, agencies, affiliates, brands are responsible for managing over a billion dollars a year in ad spend. You'll hear about what's working for them today, their rich ads, and we'll roast their epic failures and crappy ads on the internet with poor ads. Let's get into it. Welcome to another episode of the Rich Ad Poor Ad Podcast. This is your host, Zach Johnson, and I'm with Mr. Dylan Carpenter. How are you doing today, Dylan? Good, man. We're back. We're back. <laughs> Today's guest is the go-to Facebook ad media buyer for the coaching and consulting and info marketing industry. I think I've known this guy for, I don't even know, for several years. I'm excited to have him on the show. But uh, he's worked with some pre pretty big names, folks like uh, Cody Sperber from Clever Investor, Geoff Ronning from uh, Stealth Seminar, um, Davin Michaels from 123 Employee. You know, and the world of coaching and consulting and like high ticket offers is like a totally different animal. And uh, it just then, you know, running ads for, let's just say e-commerce or direct to consumer is a totally different animal than running ads for, um, you know, SaaS or, or, or local. And so I think today's guest is Sam Bell from Sam Bell Marketing. And Sam knows what everything <laughs> there is to know when it comes to uh, running Facebook ads. If you've got a coach, uh, coaching offer, ebook offer, book offer, high ticket offer, uh, Sam's Sam's the guy. So without further ado, Sam Bell, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Zach, man. Uh, super excited to be here, uh, as always. Uh, so uh, yeah, man, this is this is awesome. I'm excited today. Oh, that's good. That's good. Get everybody a little bit of uh, a background, right? So uh, you've been at this game for quite a bit, but get everybody a little bit of context of what you're up to these days and uh, what, what's got you moving and grooving. Sure, man. So, um, so just real quick, uh, I got into this business. I started my agency back in 2009 by accident. I actually wasn't uh, <laughs> wasn't intentional. Uh, my background is actually in real estate investing, and I transitioned from an active real estate investor to doing information marketing in the real estate investing space. Uh, and around 2009, there was a, a big Google slap. Right, this is when you know Google was really the only game in town when it came to running ads on online, you know, Facebook uh, advertising as a platform didn't really exist at that point in time. So uh, a lot of the people who were dependent on Google to run their ad campaigns got their accounts banned because they changed their policies. So um, I just started doing some consultant work, just helping people out that 
wanted to be able to run ads compliantly without worrying about getting their ad account shut down. And right out of the gate, we were running uh, webinars. We were running ads on the Google Display Network to automated webinars. And that was kind of how I got started in this business. Um, obviously, since then, uh, that's evolved uh, to, obviously, we still run on Google. Uh, we do YouTube, but we probably spend, I would probably say 80% of our, our marketing budgets, so our clients' marketing budgets on Facebook uh, predominantly, and we really refine our process. So, you know, we just made the decision that, you know, because we started in the information marketing space, just to really go all in uh, on that space and really specialize uh, with high ticket automated webinars for people who are either selling digital products for a thousand to three thousand dollars so if you have a digital offer or if yeah. you're selling some sort of service-based coaching consulting offer from anywhere from five to thirty thousand dollars and you need to drive strategy sessions and, and a point. i mean what's the playbook for this segment though like i i, I automated webinars like those those are difficult <laughs> i haven't run ads to automate a webinar in a, in a while <laughs> but like what's what's the playbook for anybody with a high ticket offer these days what does that funnel and that campaign look like sure so so believe it or not the actual funnel structure itself is pretty pretty straightforward it's really all the nuances that go um in between it that really make it effective or not but ultimately it always boils down to the offer itself right so you know i, I don't care how great of a funnel you have and you know how great you are at facebook ads if, if your offer does not provide a solution or some sort of dramatic transformation for the end user, then it's not going to work, right? So first and foremost, you got to have an offer that that really converts and you have to be able to convey, you know, and I tell all of my clients this, like your offer, especially if you're selling a high ticket offer to get someone to get on the phone with you, your offer needs to convey two core beliefs during the webinar presentation in order for someone to, to move forward. And the first belief is that A, that you are someone that can help them. You have the credibility and you have the uh, the social proof, the proof that you can actually deliver a result. And then the second belief is that you have, um, you know, case studies um, either from yourself or from clients that you've helped. So that way they can create a direct correlation to conceive in their mind that they also can get that end result, whatever it may be, right? So if you're teaching people how to, you know, buy and sell real estate, you're teaching people how to trade stocks, or you're teaching people how to have a health transformation, um, if you can convey those two beliefs and you can incorporate, obviously, some conversion uh, strategies in the webinar and get people to schedule a call, then we can actually help you scale that um, all the way to the moon. So in terms of the actual structure itself, uh, it's pretty straightforward. So we generally run ads uh, from Facebook to an automated webinar. Uh, we personally use Stealth as our platform of choice. Uh, for automated webinars. Uh, we use just-in-time webinars. We've found just through our testing over the years that that performs the best of cold traffic in terms of maximizing your show-up rate because you want to make sure, obviously, if you're spending money on traffic, you want to get people to actually watch the offer. And I found that um, by doing the just-in-time webinar, because of the webinar experience itself, people will actually stay there and consume it more so than a video sales letter, if you will, right? Because people can pause and stop. Mm -hmm. The environment is different, right? So it has a different impact on them uh, psychologically. So on average, our attendance rates for our just-in-time webinars range anywhere between 40 to 60%. Um, 
Wow. Yeah, for, for an automated webinar. So from there, um, the webinar itself, you know, our minimum goal, our minimum threshold is for the webinar to convert at a minimum of 15%. Now, some people may say, well, that's really high for a webinar, but you have to understand that we're not, if we're not selling anything and the only thing we're trying to do is get someone to take the next step to book an appointment, it's not that, you know, 15% is not unheard of, right? It's very reasonable to get someone to go from a webinar where they spent, you know, 60 minutes, 45 to 60 minutes of their time, you know, really understanding what it is you offer, really understanding the transformation that you offer uh, and compelling them to take the next step to schedule a call. So from there, from the webinar, we generally will send them to a survey. So there'll be some preliminary questions that they have to answer prior to them booking a call. And then once they complete that, then they'll have the opportunity to schedule a call. Uh, and then on the thank you page, uh, there will be a, obviously a, you know, a congrat congratulatory uh, video. And then there's a, a ton more social proof testimonials just to let people know like they're in the right place. And this is the possibility. This is what can happen, you know, by you showing up and taking action. Because these are people who were where you are at this point in time that took the proper steps. And now these are the results that they received. So, you know, it's a very simplistic process in terms of this funnel structure. Now, when you dig into the ad side of things, it can get a little bit more complex, right? Because from mm -hmm. there, we want to mac maximize, uh, maximize our traffic because the way the metrics break down, um, on average, let's just say if you're selling a $5,000 offer, whatever that may be, um, the way that the metrics break down minimum, um, we'd like to be at around a $10 cost per lead maximum for a webinar registration, a 50% show up rate. So on average, we'll spend around $20 per attendee. Um, you know, our first goal is to put a few hundred people on the webinar. So, you know, for every hundred people, we should get at least 15 people who schedule and book a call. Right. Got it. And then from there, yeah. uh, we, you're generally going to get around a 70% show up rate to the actual phone call. And then from there, the sales team should be able to convert at least 20% of those people into uh, paid customers, right? So, um, but because of that, right, you have, you're only getting 50% of the people to show up. So what happens to the other 50%, right? Well, obviously we have top of funnel ads where we run, you know, code traffic, right? So we're prospecting and driving people into those funnels and the people that go through that process, obviously they're very hot, but if they don't, then we have, you know, uh, middle of funnel tier one, which is basically people who visited the website, but didn't register. So then we obviously retarget those people back. Um, and we create, you know, custom audiences literally for every single step of the funnel, right? So we track and see, you know, where they are, where someone dropped off. And then we will have a tier one middle of funnel, tier two middle of funnel would be someone who registered, but did not actually attend the webinar. And then we'll drive those people back. We'll have a segment of audience that will drive ads to those individuals dropping back to the replay page. And then the people who've actually attended but did not apply, that's more of the bundle of funnel, uh, bottom of funnel strategy where we'll then have specific messages and audiences that drive those individuals back to a testimonial page with the opportunity for them to then schedule and book a call. So, you know, there's some complexities in terms of how you actually structure, uh, structure that, but uh, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that pretty much breaks down a webinar. For, it, it's a simple funnel structure, but really it's not easy to pull off. I I, I feel like most people in, that, that have this type of funnel 
kind of hover in the 30 to 50k a month ad spend range i yeah. there's very few that i see really scale past that i mean you're like a unicorn if you're like have a <laughs> webinar like i don't know like a like a sam Evans that's spending you know six figures a month but most people fair to say sam correct me if i'm wrong like 30 50k a month like hover in this area what what do they expect in terms of ROAS on, on that level of spend sure when so, it's all said and done yeah so the, the the minimum ROAS that we shoot for uh on that type of funnel is a three to one and i'll see it i'll see it range anywhere between three to five depending on the price point itself right so you know if you're at a 5k probably going to be around the three ROAS if you're at maybe a say a like a, a 10 to 15k uh, then you're going to be somewhere around four to five uh potentially so you know the good the great thing about high ticket offers and one of the reasons that you know our, i personally really like them and my clients really like them is that you know the amount of money you can spend to acquire a customer you know so much more so if i'm competing against someone in the facebook auction block for you know, the same audience where they can only spend, you know, 50 to $100 to acquire that customer, I can outspend them all day, in terms of bringing those people into, uh, into my funnel. All right. And, right. you know, when you're selling a, a $5,000 offer, you know, our average cost for sale would be around 1000 bucks. Right. So that may seem high, but if it's a $5,000 offer, no, it's great. It's a great offer, right? Where else are you going to go and get, <laughs> you know, a 400% return within a 30 day time frame? I think it's amazing, right? Here, but uh, there are some caveats to this model as I've wisened up over the years mm -hmm. <laughs> when it comes to funding, right? Like ROI and, and ROAS doesn't really tell the whole the whole picture, right? There's there's two problems I have with this model. One is the efficiency of capital, and two is the payback period or time and the amount of money that it takes to learn and and, and scale, right? So let's just walk this through for a second. The first one is efficiency of capital, right? If I'm selling, let's just say a $99 or what the heck, let's just do like a, a free book plus shipping offer, right? It was just stay in the same vertical. I was going to go e-com for a second, <laughs> right? But let's just say I'm like $7. Like I have a lot more feedback, right? On, on, on my thousand dollars in spend as to what's working and not working and being able to iterate on that funnel several times a week uh and the feedback loop is so much tighter in webinars i mean you like you have to spend if it's a five thousand dollar five thousand dollar offer like you have to spend five grand to even like know if if you're breaking even and then the the assets that like exist in this category are not easy to create right like a 60 minute like pitch perfect like presentation uh yes there are templates but like that takes some serious time if you want to like change up your offer and do like a webinar re-record you're gonna only like do that like maybe every other week or, or or once a month so like the learning and iteration is my problem with these funnels the efficiency of capital and then the last one is really payback period and I'm gonna I'm, hopefully I'm gonna cue all this up for you, Sam, because I, I want to be a believer in this again. But I've been I'm jaded on webinar funnels, man. So like, 
the time to break even on this is like dude, you run you run ads you gotta you know nurture people up warm them up with your video ads you gotta get them on the webinar you gotta wait a week for them to book a call i know there are closers out there that are one call closers on 5 10 15k but there's also a lot of stragglers that are on payment plans and then the payment plan like drop off doesn't tell the whole story and so a lot of these funnels you're yes the roi is great right like putting a dollar in and getting three dollars out putting a dollar in and getting five dollars out but like when are those three and five dollars coming back in right because the payment plans are a big part of this and i find a lot of these aren't really hitting those ROI numbers until 60, sometimes even 90 days, yeah. which is kind of a scary place if you're spending 50 grand a month, right? It's like, hey, <laughs> like I need, you know, 150 grand to throw at this thing. So that's, those are my complaints, Sam. No, those, make me a believer. Those are all, those are all very valid points. And I actually, I agree with you a hundred percent. Like this particular model, although it is uh, sold in position as the Holy Grail, it definitely takes a lot of work. And a, a, a lot of people, so there's basically two, two types of people, right? So you have people who are experienced and have sold their offers, but maybe they haven't necessarily done it with cold traffic. Maybe they've done it organically or with JV traffic, and they've had the opportunity to dial it in, right? So they, they're mm -hmm. pretty clear on their messaging. They have data already, right? Then you have those who are just starting out. Um, the offer is good, right? But they may not be well-versed in, you know, selling on a webinar or really how to structure um, a webinar and put that together. So they don't really have the data to support it. So they're going to have to prove the webinar and, and, actually, and actually do it. And I suggest people when they're first starting, if you're just beginning and you do not have data to support it, I don't recommend you spend $50,000 a month. Um, and I recommend that before you go to an automated webinar, you actually do it live. Um, for several reasons. Uh, the first reason is that you want to get comfortable doing your presentation and making adjustments. Mm -hmm. The second reason is that you get real-time feedback from the people who attend because there may be objections that arise, there may be questions that arise that you may not have even thought of where you're able to reincorporate that into your, uh, into your webinar. So if you're doing this twice a week or at minimum one live webinar a week, which sounds like a lot, knowing that the ultimate goal is to get it to Evergreen, mm -hmm. then you can actually get that, you can get that data back and in a very short period of time, you can get that feedback and make continuous improvements and iterations. Now in terms of you bring up my third point. You bring up another point, Sam, which is webinar funnels I don't think create freedom. I think they make like every business owner a slave <laughs> to webinar funnels. I had a webinar funnel in, you know, in my days at lead pages on support, like we did really well with those. And, you know, with funnel dash, we tried to make our webinar funnel work for like a solid year before I just like gave up. <laughs> and I, tur I turned my entire webinar script into a book. It's called the agency growth book.com. And then the, 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 the second, you know, iteration off of it was rich ed, poor ed book. Um, richedporad.com and that funnel gave me so much more freedom because every time my media buyer or, or the agency I was working with at the time they're like hey Zach like we need you to do this other webinar re-record or we need to show up like for an hour or two hours every single week and don't get me wrong like I'm committed to my business but like the book funnel 
there's no VSL on the book, right? Like, so I was able to delegate that to a copywriter. The upsells are all text and all copy. So I was able to delegate like the funnel optimization piece mm-hmm. to an agency. And I spent like way less time on like everything that goes into making a, a, a webinar funnel work. So I'm, so I want to be a believer again, but like I, that was, that was my personal story when I stopped like doing webinar funnels for other people. And and back in my agency days, like we got, uh, like Dr. X, like we, you know, we got him like a webinar funnel that was working and we, we'd done a ton of these <laughs> for other clients, but I could never make it work for myself. So I, I apologize. I'm such a skeptic. No, that's, no, that's awesome, man. But I mean, if you think about it and it's, you know, webinars are, one of the most effective ways to sell products and services, especially now in the middle of, you know, COVID, you know, people are having to make that transition, right? So you see in all of these, you know, people doing Zooms and things like that. But there's one thing, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's a big difference between doing a webinar where you're just presenting, you know, information. And it's another, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's another thing where you're presenting a webinar to either generate a sale or make an appointment. And mm-hmm. And I agree, like all, Client acquisition, client acquisitions are not meant for webinars. There are certain type of businesses that it suits best. So I think if you're selling a SaaS uh, type of platform, a high ticket SaaS platform, um, if you are doing coaching, consulting services that are high ticket, like those are ideal scenarios. Do I think everyone who has like a uh, like a book or something like that should be doing webinars? No, not not unless you have a high enough high enough 30 day order value, average order value, and you know what your lifetime customer value is to justify it. Now, if if I know for a fact that for every webinar buyer that I get or every appointment that I schedule, that within the first 30 days, that customer is worth, you know, five thousand, ten thousand dollars then yeah, it's absolutely worth it to put in that work. And it also depends too on, you know, your business structure and business strategy, right? Some people want to create lifestyle businesses where it's more of a, of a passive thing. Some people want to be more involved in the growth type of business. Now, I will say that once you begin to put these components in place and they're actually performing and converting, you absolutely can have a lifestyle because I have some clients who we work with and help develop this process for them and they put the team in place to where mm-hmm. I, I haven't, you know, spoken with them in six months. And it's still mm-hmm. and it's still absolutely crushing. But that's because they got a great offer that converts. That's evergreen, right? So it's not something that's going to, mm-hmm. it's not built on some fad or something that's going to fade out. They, they're actually serving a need. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they have a sales team that understands the product, that really gets it. And there's a, a, a ongoing need for this in the marketplace. So they, they serve a big need. Um, they're able to actually convert really well, and they got a sales team to back them up. So there are other moving pieces and components that you need to have in place or develop over time. And I agree, it doesn't happen overnight. With that being said, uh, once those yeah. once those pieces are in place, is is very very scalable and can provide a lot of freedom. But I, I agree, you know, most people they don't want to put in the time and effort that it takes to, to really make mm-hmm. it work. And, you know, and that's what I bring us in, right? Because we can really shortcut that learning curve 
and really guide and direct people so that way they don't. I will say, I will say that webinar, there is no better funnel than a webinar in terms of an indoctrinating an audience, right? Somebody listening to your entire story and value proposition for 60 minutes is just the, you know, it beats everything else that exists out there, right? The people that come on the back of that thing and the people that do buy know everything your company, your brand, your your business is all about, right? Like people that buy books, uh, you know, they forget that they bought a book, right? Like it's it's nine bucks, it's 12 bucks, 20 bucks. You know, I don't even know, like probably, well, that's one, 1% of people probably actually read books. So yeah, like it pays for ads. But I will say, yes, there's a lot more work in webinars, but people are definitely more indoctrinated. All right, let's dive into this rich ad, man. I want to know what's working now. Let's, let's uh, uh, we've had enough banter, <laughs> me and you, Sam, on like webinar funnels. Uh, let's dive into this rich ad. Take it away, Dylan. Let's, let's, what do we got? Yeah, Sam. So we have some super long copy here. I want to say it's very residential assisted living focused here. But, you know, what's the story behind this? Is this kind of, you know, the the one hit wonder ad or is it something you kind of use across, you know, multiple audiences? Um, I'm super curious here because it's very, you know, Wolf of Wall Street oriented. But yeah, absolutely. Everybody else- so, yeah. so this particular ad uh, is for a client. They, they are uh, they specialize in the residential assisted living facility. Uh, space and they educate uh, people on how to get started in that business. So they have a uh, a coaching model where, and they also have a digital product model as well. But they have a coaching model where essentially they bring people in and they walk them through the entire process of how to get their business uh, started. And it's a obviously it's a very involved process. You know, when you're talking about, you know, there's a lot of people that teach real estate. This this is a niche within the real estate niche itself. That uh, that requires uh, a very a certain level of sophistication, if you will, right? Because when you're talking about residential assisted living, then there are there are um, certain laws that come into place. There are certain just policies and things that you need to understand to properly navigate that and be successful. And that's really what they help people do. And they're the they are the go to people in that space, right? So the particular the ad that um, that you're looking at, uh, we we positioned it because one of the things that I, I like to that I like to think of from the from the perspective of the prospect is if we can write a piece of copy that they're immediately going to recognize. So you know the RAS system, reticular activator system, something that triggers that. So because the Wolf of Wall Street was such a big a big movie, um, we kind of took that angle with that particular ad and talked about talked about and kind of made a comparison uh, between that and the opportunity that exists in the residential assisting living facility. And that kind of brought people into the story to start the journey. Because I think one of the biggest challenges and mistakes a lot of people make is that they're trying to sell people on the product, on the service, in the ad. And that is not what the ad is designed for. The ad is simply meant to get people to take the next step in the process. So we wanted to invoke curiosity. We wanted to uh, invoke familiarity. So that way people will want to click through and go to the next step, which would be to obviously register for uh, the webinar itself. So that particular piece of copy was extremely effective in taking someone 
from Facebook, get them to register and start that process and start that journey. Um, and to answer your question, we write ads similar to that across across the board, right? The Wolf of Wall Street was just one particular angle. We'll come up with a bunch of different angles. We'll use fact-based angles. We'll use you know certain data points, um, you know, as it relates to what's happening in society. Talking to that particular niche, we're also very we also really understand who that audience is and what motivates and drives them. So you know, being able to talk to not only um, the pain points but the wants, needs, and desires of that audience and incorporate that into the ad copy to elicit a visceral response, if you will, to, to really compel them to want to know and learn more about exactly what this is, how this works, how this works, and how they can be involved. Um, and the process is the same, the same thing that I walked you through. They went, they registered for a webinar, they attended the automated webinar, they scheduled a call. On the call, they were presented with the opportunity to attend a training, uh, which they paid for. And then on the training uh, that they paid for, then they were upsold into the backend coaching training program for those people who wanted to take their business to the next step. And you can see that within a 30-day period, it was a very small ad spend, um, but it generated you know, a decent amount of applications that resulted in, I think it was like a 17,000 17, yeah. return on ad spend. I was gonna mention, you gotta share that freaking return next, man. When you showed me that rose, I was like, oh man, this is no joke. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. And you know, which brings me to one of my, my next points is that you know, being able to properly track your data and attribute and identify, you know, which ads are responsible for generating that generating that revenue is so so, so crucial. Um, and but because we're able to do that, we can be very efficient um, with our with our ad spend. Now, are these pretty immediate sales, or is it taking a week or two? Well, I see you got it from July to August, yeah. but you know, is it just case by case there? No, so so generally the sales cycle is definitely a little bit longer on this, simply because of the sequence they go through because they first have to book a call. Um, so generally within, the, from the time they attend the webinar, they'll schedule a call. So they'll have that call within uh, five days because they can't schedule any more than five days out. Uh, and there's a, an, an event that runs. So on their call, that's when they will have the opportunity to make their first purchase. So within five days, we're actually generating a sale, right? But that's not the the, the big ticket, right? You know that first sale is only like 1997, right? But can, compared to the cost to acquire or to have that phone consultation, we're already in profitability. And then the actual training happens on a monthly basis, right? So every month there's a big influx of back-end sales that come from those people who attend. So the first sale happens within the first five days, and that basically covers all the ad spend, and then essentially all the big ticket sales happen at uh at the 30 day point and that's all profit Ooh, that's super juicy there shoot a 17,294 times ROAS. i mean wouldn't that be nice to get you know for everybody <laughs> <laughs> if only i had a dream oh it's awesome <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Funnel Dash's ad card, the only charge card exclusively for your digital ad spend. And if you're an ad agency that manages seven or even eight figures a year in media and ad spend for your clients, and you're looking to double your profits over the next six to 12 months, then check out ad card. See, the typical agency model is this. You charge 10% of your spend, 
and you make 10 to 20% margin at the end of the day. So that's really one to 2% of your client's spend that is profit in your business. The easiest way to double that is to really find a way to earn in that one to 2% cash back of the card that is on file of your clients' ad account. And before ad card, what you had to do was invoice all your clients for their ad spend up front, which is really difficult on a cash flow basis and very difficult ask. And then you had to put the card on your own Amex or whatever card of choice to get that level of value back into your business. With AdCard, it's entirely different and streamlined. You simply get your clients on AdCard and make yourself the agency of record and you'll get the cash back as long as you're managing the ad spend. It's a great way to double your profit without doing any additional work. Check it out at FunnelDash.com. Well, snap. Yeah, so we could spend the next minute or so diving into this poor ad. Um, Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm ready. Sam, go ahead and check out your email. Reply to it with a very terrible ad that's actually running. Got it. And it, you know, a picture tells a thousand words, you know. I want to get your first thoughts on this terrible ad here. Um. The image is not bad. The issue is the fact that it has, it has the, sh- it, it actually says Shutterstock <laughs> in the in the text copy with the number in JPEG. So there's there's literally no conven- there's no context. It, it, there's literally no context as to what this is other than somebody on the backhoe digging a hole in the ground. Oh. I don't think I would have any idea what they do unless the page name was not Value View Landscapes. Yeah. And there's zero call to action, four likes. I mean, the big red, you know, excavator makes it a little bit easy to pop, but man, they got the water, you know. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. If, cool. believe, believe it or not, the image is actually decent if there was some context around it, right? And, and like you said, you know, there's no call to action, there's no phone number. What, I'm, what am I supposed to do? Just look at it? Is it maybe it's a branding play. Hey, it may be those four likes though. <laughs> Friends, family, and you know, <laughs> relatives there. Shutterstock. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Damn. Pretty bad. I want to see. I want to. I want to get right into it, man. I. I. I think that uh, one of the financial principles I want to hit you with, uh, yeah, out of the gate, and get your thoughts on is really understanding payback period. Because I. I think with these high ticket programs, these webinars, these 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 sales call funnels, you end up dealing with a longer payback than usual. And this was a big inspiration but behind uh, Ad Capital and Ad Card, right? Which was like me trying to solve this problem for years of like, how do you, you know, how do, how do you not have like a three or four month float, right? Of dropping 50 grand or 100 grand a month and needing whatever, 200, 400 grand of operating capital just to carry over to break even to, to like that pushed me literally so hard into finance. I'm like, dude, maybe I just need to like provide people with funding to, to solve this issue. Um, but talk to me, how does this come up in any of your client conversations? Like, do you, do you, do you clients ever call you like worried late at night of like, Hey man, like we've, we've got like, we've got a couple hundred grand out, like waiting for it to come back in. Yeah. And like, if if you want to scale, that's where it really gets tricky, right? That's why 
I think a lot of these funnels hang around $50,000 a month. And I don't think you see a ton of them scale uh, to six figures because if, if your payback period is like three months, right? You got 150 grand at 50 K a month spend. If you want to go by like three X next year, you need 450 grand of operating capital. And you'll go to three, three X the next year. It's one point, three-ish million. So, and I think a lot of people in the space like their lifestyle too much to commit to that. <laughs> I'm going to help, I'm gonna help clear, clear up some misconceptions for you because that is absolutely not the case in this space when done properly. The, the, the first thing, and, and my goal, most of my clients, when they come to me... Caveat, asterisk, when done properly. When done properly, exactly. That, <laughs> that is a very key... That's a very key... Underline, case. highlight, highlight, <laughs> asterisk, like bold. <laughs> Yeah. So um, a lot of times, you know, our first goal is to get our get our clients. If they're not already doing six figures a month, that's our very first goal to get them to six figures a month. Um, and we have some clients that are doing six figures a month. And, and our and our goal is to is to triple that uh, within the first 60 days. So the caveat is either they have data and a proven offer or they don't have data and a proven offer. OK, if 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 you come into this game and you don't have data, you don't have a proven offer. 100%. It will probably take you 60 to 90 days to get that offer dialed in. With that being said, it does not it's not it doesn't require that level of ad spend to get it dialed in. You you can literally probably spend $10,000 a month for the for 60 days and get your offer dialed in, you know, if you're act, actively working at it, right? And you actually have someone to work with you to give you feedback so that way you can continually optimize. And that's really one of the benefits, I believe, from working with an experienced agency that has done this and kind of and has an idea and insight, because that's something you really don't get unless you just have that experience. Like, you, and I don't care if you took a thousand courses, unless you've been doing this for 10 plus years, then, you know, you have data to support what works, what doesn't work, what type of, you know, what type of webinars or positioning, how you want to structure it. Right. So, so that, that's the first thing. Now, if you have data, meaning that you have customers already that have purchased this particular offer, you have a webinar that converts, then it's just a matter of putting together the proper funnel structure and add strategy to maximize that. So most of our clients who come to us who are already at six figures, it's very easy to, to almost double or triple what they're doing. And the, the reason is easy, and I say easy um, with the fact that we have insights, is because the biggest problem that I see when people are trying to scale up is that they aren't, they don't, they're depending on Facebook or Google exclusively for their data, meaning that they're making decisions for how they optimize and allocate their ad budgets for their webinar exclusively on uh, pixel data or maybe some UT or, or maybe some UTM tracking, right? And that is a huge, huge challenge and a in a in a really a big challenge in the industry. And I think that unless you have a proper attribution model, you're always going to struggle and you're always going to run into challenges. Fortunately, we utilize tools um, primarily Hyros is our, our tool of choice 
to do proper data attribution. So that's one of the first things we implement when we start working with our clients, because now we get to really see, because, and I'll give you a perfect example. I started working with a client about a month ago and they're doing well. They're doing probably around, you know, 90 to $100,000 a month. Um, but they have organic sales coming in. They got Facebook, you know, sales coming in and they're looking at all their Facebook sales. They're like, well, yeah, well, you know, we think our, we think it's about half and half, right? We, we think, you know, out of this 90,000, you know, $45,000 of that revenue is coming from Facebook and, you know, the other is like organic. I'm like, okay, well, let's see, right? Because they, they had no way to really identify and track that. So we implemented, uh, we, we implemented the AI print, print tracking and we just monitored it. We monitored for 30 days. We took some of their best performing uh, audiences, best performing campaigns and created our own variations based on our uh, proprietary campaign structure. And then we started launching and watching. And lo and behold, we found out it was the complete opposite. Only 20% of their revenue was coming from Facebook ads and 80% was coming from organic and affiliate traffic, right? They, didn't, they couldn't see that before. And then when I, showed, right. when I showed this to them, I said, okay, now, now that we know this, here's, what, here's, this, here's how we can adjust, adjust this so that way we can increase the revenue on the Facebook ad side. And, and we're on track right now to double, uh, to double their revenue on the Facebook side and going into probably, I'll probably say the next 30 days, we'll be able to triple that. Because, only because now I can tell them and, sh- and pinpoint exactly which campaigns, which ads are producing the revenue, and we're allocating our budget to those things that are best performing. So it makes it a lot easier when you actually can see, right? Because most people are are driving blind and they're making decisions that they think are data-driven decisions, but is you know bad data. So they're making decisions on bad data. So it, it doesn't, you don't necessarily have to extend and spend a lot of money if you know where to spend, what to test, and you actually are able to properly track. When you can do that, you have minimal risk, you can minimize your risk and increase the upside. Now, in terms of the in terms of how long it takes for them to recoup an investment, if the offer is already performing, then we're we're golden out of the gate. If the offer does not, if the offer does not perform, and let's say we start from square one, it may take us 60 to 90 days, but we start with a small budget, you know, 10 grand a month. And because they're generally selling a five to ten thousand dollar offer, we don't have to make a lot of sales to recoup that investment. And that's the beauty of high ticket. When done properly. My gosh, you just released a framework of how to free yeah. Awesome, man. Uh, Sam, you, you just killed it, bro. Congrats. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. You've been an amazing guest. Thank you so much for just like bantering with me on uh, our different experiences about webinar funnels. 100%. And uh, attribution analytics do, do, do solve a lot of those challenges and I think are incredibly important for these for these funnels that take longer to uh, to convert, you know, those those leads into clients. But uh, tell everybody a little bit about what you're up to and uh, how they can get in touch. Yeah, man. Um, so, you know, I'm 100%, you know, focused on, you know, agency improving, you know, optimizing, you know, our internal processes so that way we can serve um, our clients. Uh, the best way to get to me is just head over to sambellmarketing.com. Ton of resources, uh, got some blog articles, have some um, some freebies on there. So if you want to, you know, learn more about, you know, tracking and, and ad copy, 
Uh, there's a lot of great content I have on the site there. There you have it. I love it. Thank you so much, Sam. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. for listening to another episode of the Rich Ad Poor Ed podcast. If you're like me and listen to podcasts on the go, go ahead and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and richadpoored.com slash podcast. And if you absolutely love the show, go ahead and leave a review and a comment, share with a friend. If you do, take a copy, screenshot of it, email me, zach at funneldash.com, show me you left a review, and I'll give you a free copy of the Rich Ad Poor Ed book. To learn more about the book, go to richadpoored.com to leave a review, go to richadpored.com slash review. Thanks again.